first, um, I'm going to welcome our, our kids pastor, uh, Ruth Hoffmeyer, who's going to come and, and share. Wow. Have you guys ever tried to switch the light off and then get onto the bed before the light goes off so your feet are not on the floor when the room is dark? Yeah? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Well, I, I wanna share a scripture with you this morning that has changed the way I lived. I felt like for years of my life, I lived in a dark room where I had no control. I was trying to switch the light on myself. But this scripture... And the story I'm gonna tell you about how I met God absolutely changed my life. So it might sound like a simple scripture to you, but we're gonna dive in and I'm gonna explain to you how God spoke to me through it. So in Psalm 45 from verse 10 to 11, it says, listen daughter and pay careful attention. Forget your people and your father's house. Let the king be enthralled by your beauty. Honor him for he is your Lord. Now again, this might sound really simple to just come in to God's presence and go, I'm just gonna let God love on me. But for me, I found this an incredibly hard thing to do. Up until about 2019, I struggled with insecurity, crippling insecurity. I would not get up and speak on the stage. I went through school never speaking unless I was directly spoken to and I would give the shortest answer possible so that I could be out of the limelight. I couldn't really look at people. I couldn't stand up for myself. It was, it was really, really bad. You wouldn't, you wouldn't recognise me to the person I am now because of how God met me through the Scripture. I had a traumatic childhood. I had many broken relationships. I made many bad decisions by myself based in fear, rooted in what will people think of me? Am I gonna be accepted? I went through a painful divorce to the extent that when I chose clothes in the morning, I would choose them based on what people would think of me. Like I couldn't just get dressed. It would be like, what will they think if I wear this? Will I look okay if I wear that? Will I be accepted if I do my hair this way? It was a crippling, dark way to live. But you know, God is so kind. If you're anything like me, you need to hear something more than once before you get it. I am stubborn, like, like stubborn. But, but God is so kind, you know, in Psalm 45 in verse 10, He says, listen and pay attention. He's kind enough to ask us twice to lean in, to listen what He's saying, to really get our attention. And then He says, forget about your father's house, forget about all the things in the past. Forget about the lies you've believed about yourself, about the broken relationships and the mean things people said, or how many times somebody's walked away from you, or how rejected you felt, or how dark your room has been. Forget about that and let the King be enthralled by your beauty. And it seems so simple to just let the King, but, but what does that look like practically? How do we let the King? How do we let the King be enthralled by our beauty? How do you sit in God's presence when you are broken and you believe you're not good enough? You believe that you won't be accepted. You believe that you can't speak out. You believe that your opinion doesn't matter and what you have to say doesn't count. How do you let the King then be enthralled by you? But the word enthralled means captivated, 
spellbound and delighted. And the word beauty goes on to mean that you are good and excellent. You're a combination of great qualities. And that's how God sees us. But he has to tell us twice, let me listen and pay attention. Let me be enthralled by who you are by how I've made you, so that when you're broken, when that room is dark, when you've gone through a painful divorce, when people have rejected you, I still am captivated by who you are. Do you believe today in this moment that God is absolutely captivated by you, by who you are, by everything that makes you up the culmination of all your qualities? In 2019, this scripture really came alive for me. I was at Focus. I'd been in this country for six months. I had a six-year-old child asleep on my chest. I was in a tent in the middle of a field, which is not my idea of meeting God, <laughs> okay? But God showed up. So I'm standing, I'm standing in the tent, right? My child is asleep on me. I am bawling my eyes. I'm crying so badly. The poor girl next to me goes, are you okay? fine, I'm just talking to Jesus. <laughs> I'm okay. And God says to me as clear as day, He says, Ruth, it is time to lay your self-hatred down. Ooh, and everything in me went, nope. God, if I lay, I can't. I can't lay that down. I will be naked. I will be revealed. Can't you see how I've cultivated this armour for 20 or 30 years? I wear it so well. It keeps me safe. I can't. And God being the kind God that He is, just like the scripture that says, listen and pay attention. He said, Ruth, lay your self-hatred down. You've hated yourself for long enough. And again, what did I do? Mm-mm. <laughs> Jesus, no, because that is too much, too revealing. I can't. And again, God said to me, but you will be beautiful. And again, He said to me, Ruth, lay your self-hatred down. It was a miracle my child didn't wake up because by now it's just involuntary crying. She's got a wet patch on her shoulder. The girl next to me is completely freaked out. And I go, okay, God, I'm done. Because if I hate myself, I'm saying that the king that wants to be captivated and enthralled by me didn't do a good enough job. And I say, yes, God, I'm done. And in an instant... I felt beautiful inside for the first time in my life. I didn't have to worry about how I got dressed in the morning. I didn't have to worry about speaking out. I didn't have to consider all the things that would happen, make calculated decisions based in fear before I stepped out or spoke to someone. But the king of the universe who created everything was enthralled by me? Yes, he was enthralled by me because after everything, regardless of what's happened in your life, God still says, let me, let me just look at you. Let me be captivated by you. All the good things I've put inside of you and let me be enthralled by you. Step away from all the things. Forget, forget your father's house. Forget the things that have happened in the past. Forget the broken relationships and let me. Now, maybe it still sounds simple to you, but in order to let God be captivated by you, you need to stop and ask Him what He says about you. 
And that can be really scary because maybe he will ask you to chuck your armour down that you've been wearing for 20 or 30 years and you're going to feel vulnerable and you're going to feel completely exposed. But the great thing is that God already gives us the answer in the Scripture. It's not just let me take control of your life because I'm Jesus. It's let me be enthralled by you because I'm your God and I think you're good and I think you're great. So today in this moment, do you believe that God is captivated by you? Do you wanna be like me and, and just like suffer for 20 or 30 years, be stubborn, not listen, have God ask you three times? Or do you wanna just go, actually, I just, I just wanna live in that place where God is enthralled by me, where I can read the Scripture and it comes alive. And the truth that God speaks over my life is the truth that I live in and not the lies that the world says. So I wanna encourage you, don't wait like me. Don't wait 30 years. Don't do it when you've got a child on you trying to sleep and freaking people out next to you. Ask God now how He sees you. Let Him be enthralled by you. So I'm going to pray for us really quickly. God, I thank You that You are so kind, that You speak to us as many times as we need to hear it. You love to meet us regardless of the situation. We don't need to do anything to achieve that position, but You just want to be enthralled by us. You love to be captivated by us. Thank you that you are the one that holds the light switch and we don't need to try and have control of it. You have good plans for us, God. Help us to rest in that, Jesus. Amen. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Ruth. And, uh, and what an encouragement. Um, uh, just hold, hold that thought. Uh, I think we'll come back to it of, uh, of a God who is, who is so, so for you, uh, regardless of background, past, uh, who is for you and wants to bring good things out of you. Um, uh, our next speaker, our, our last speaker for today, um, uh, is a mem- another member of our community is Tristan. Uh, Tristan Lurie uh, uh, leads uh, a little organisation called Bridge the Gap Football, uh, seeking to uh, bridge the gap between um, young, particularly young men uh, and church uh, through playing football. Uh, he's been doing that for the last few years. Uh, we absolutely love Tristan and uh, would, you, would you welcome him now? Joshua 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Each day when I leave the house, I don't know about you, I'm probably checking if I've got my keys, my phone, and whatever I need for that day. However, when we face the day, there's moments of breakthrough, there's moments of challenge, there's moments of difficulty when we're facing decisions we've got to make or the circumstances we're currently facing in our life. But it's our thought in that moment that we take God's presence with us wherever we go. When we unpack this verse, it speaks about being strong and courageous. 
Another translation says, be bold and courageous. Joshua in this moment is about to lead the Israelites into the promised land and is actually being called to be strong and courageous in this moment, to have bold courage, not in what he can do as a leader of this community, but in God. There are many times where I'm sure we do feel afraid and discouraged in life and we take a step out of that door and we, sometimes we actually take on the day in our strength. As many times I've looked at my life and I've done that and I've found that this isn't sustainable. Whereas where it says, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, if we actually flip this to wholeheartedly trusting that God in every single circumstance that we face in our life, Actually, when we step into his power, his strength, his bold courage, wherever we go, this is what God is calling for your life and for my life. It's important to recognise that God doesn't promise us a life without struggle, but he promises that his presence will go with us wherever we go. So how are you bringing the presence of God in your life and the decisions that you make? I remember in May 2020, the charity I run had £297 in our bank account. And I thankfully in that moment actually didn't know exactly how much was in our bank account, but I I knew it was pretty bleak at the time. And I actually, um, I remember going for a walk in, um, with a friend and I was saying to them, I'm probably going to have to get a job, um, just finding whatever that is, whether that was just trying to find somewhere just for the time being, just to earn some money. And actually in the time, there was a boldness inside of me that what God had started, I truly believed he had not finished yet. The good news as John said, we're still going as a charity. <laughs> Um, And back then, actually, there were some building blocks that enabled me to continue to step out in boldness and to trust that God is in control of each decision that I make and the circumstances that I'm in. A few of these, when I look back, is when I was at university, um, friends would ask me about my faith and I'd be bold and I'd talk to them about what my faith meant for myself. So when I was working at Southampton Football Club, I invited um, as many as I could, but quite a few of the colleagues to Alpha, Um, and quite a number of them ended up coming. And then I remember then leaving my job working for Southampton Football Club, knowing that I was going to get a paycheck every single month to then pioneering and starting this brand new charity, to then navigating through COVID and being on furlough, to launching new locations across the country with other churches, to then hiring staff, to growing from one location to 19 across the country, and ultimately to seeing people come to know Jesus across the UK. This is my story. Certainly not everyone here is called to start a charity. And I truly believe that for each person in this room, that God wants to partner with you. He's calling you to be bold and courageous. My encouragement is to start somewhere. These are a few people in our community uh, that I think are bold and courageous. And one of them is Emily Stewart. God called her to step into prison chaplaincy where she was shocked when they trusted her with the keys to the whole place. 
But when God calls you into a place, in this instance, full of brokenness, to bring joy, redemption and hope, he doesn't just give you a key. He gives you abundantly more. I think of Alison Carley, who God called her to leave New Zealand and move to England, to start from scratch, to find a new church and to pursue her calling as a therapist, supporting people with mental health. I think of Tom and Jenny about to step into this new venture in Lord's Hill, how practical that is, but the bold and courageous that you have to step into this new place to see transformation in people's lives. I think of Ben Bawtree playing in the university football team, but taking a stand against the culture that didn't actually stand for his values that he stood for. Ordinary people being bold and courageous, seeing a radical impact. When we look at Jesus, he modelled this life of strength and courage, but actually also intimacy with the Father. Before he started his ministry, he went to the desert for 40 days and 40 nights um, to fight to temp temptation from the evil one. In many miracles, feeding the 5,000, healing the sick, to dying on the cross and giving up his life for you and for me. That is courage. That someone who knows his Father in heaven is with him in every moment of every single day. So as we come into land, how is God calling you to be bold and courageous? If we truly believe today that we serve a God that is all-powerful, what are we praying for as a community in bold faith? Maybe God has put something on your heart and is calling you this morning to be bold and courageous. Or you're sitting here thinking, you know what, I'd like that to be me. I'd like to be more bold and courageous. But I actually don't know how to do that. Maybe this morning it's time to simply ask, God, use me. God is calling us to be a church that is bold and courageous, to be a community that steps out in bold faith as the Lord, our God, will go with you wherever you go.